May the fourth be with you. Welcome to this very special episode of the Plan Disney Podcast, where we're going to chat all things Star Wars at Disney Parks. My name is Amir Martin, and I'm actually a former Plan Disney panelist. So it's my honor to host this podcast and introduce you to these amazing panelists. Over at PlanDisney.com, they actually answer questions from Disney guests and help them create the most magical vacations. On this very special episode of the Plan Disney podcast, I'm going to be chatting with some of my friends from Plan Disney for some tips and tricks on how to take full advantage of your trip over to Batu. And we're going to be discussing what to look forward to on your voyage aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Later on, I'll be chatting with Scott Trowbridge. He's the Portfolio Creative Executive for Walt Disney Imagineering, and we're going to talk about what it takes to bring Star Wars to life in Disney parks. Now, there is a lot to cover about the galaxy far, far away, so let's hop right into it. Joining me today are Plan Disney panelists, Michelle and Adriana. Bright Suns! Hello! So cool. Yes. This is the best ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now we have so much that we're going to be covering today, but I know that we're really going to gab because we're all Star Wars fans and there's so much to talk about. Now, as a huge Star Wars fan myself, I love visiting Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. And I feel like we should talk a little bit more about where we are. Do you guys want to talk about the coolest places right now? Absolutely. And we're here at one of the coolest places in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Not only are we in Galaxy's Edge, but we are sitting in the Millennium Falcon right now. I know. Not only that, but we're at the hollow chess table. So if you're a Star Wars fan at all, this is an easily recognizable spot. This is actually one of my favorite places to take um, a picture with my husband every single time we visit. Now, speaking of your husband, we also need to do some intros. So let's introduce both of you. Now, I feel like we need to start with you, Michelle, because you just gave us a tip right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name's Michelle, and this is my first year as a panelist on the Plan Disney panel, and I have a specialty in Walt Disney World. Um, I live in Pittsburgh with my husband, Adam. We just Aww. celebrated 13 years of marriage. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And um, he's my best friend. He's the R2-D2 to my C-3PO. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Adriana, how about you? Well, this is also my first year on the Plan Disney panel, and my specialty is Disney Cruise Line. Okay. I have not yet figured out how to live on a cruise <laughs> ship permanently, so we reside in Southern California. We visit Disneyland often. My husband and I have two little Jedis that are not so little and going to be really embarrassed <laughs> that I just called them Jedi. But we love to experience Galaxy's Edge together. Oh, my goodness. I love that. And I love that both of you are big fans. So yes. that means we're really going to get into it. Now, we started off by mentioning Galaxy's Edge and that we are here in Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So I feel like we need to talk a little bit more about what can we expect when a guest experiences this amazing attraction. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> first of all, you're going to walk up and see the Millennium Falcon outside, and it is stunning. Just one of those breathtaking moments that I love. And when you walk through the queue, you get to be here at this chess table and have an opportunity for a photo like you mentioned. And it's not just a joyride. You get to pilot and experience, you know, in the cockpit Ugh, of the Millennium Falcon. Yes. And you've got a job to do. You do. 
Yeah, what Star Wars fan doesn't want to pilot the Millennium Falcon? Right. Um, and yeah, you have a job to do. There are actually three different jobs that you can have while you're on the Millennium Falcon. You can be a pilot, you can be a gunner, mm-hmm. and you can be an engineer. Now, if you're like me <laughs> and you're the pilot, you are really good at piloting the Millennium Falcon directly into the ground. <laughs> I, I also have that problem. Okay. Yes. So we're all in agreement over here. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> And when you walk off the ride, you can kind of see how well you did during the ride, and it's reflected in the rest of the ship. So usually when we walk off, we're walking down this hallway, and you see like the wreckage around you, and the lights are flickering, there's someone speaking in the intercom, and uh, you just know how well you did or did not do. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So with that being said, Mm -hmm. I am much more suited for a gunner or engineer position. Yes. I am that resident button pusher, so I am excellent at being the gunner or the engineer. (laughs) Yes. And as the gunner, you have an option to either do automatic or manual. um, It's the, where the buttons you can pick it. So that way you can decide if you really want to give yourself the full experience of maybe not doing so well or (laughs) have the ship help you. Yes. We've done that too, especially with littler ones. That's, that's been really helpful to have like that little automatic. Yeah. And I think it can help if you want to do manual, you can aim yourself. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's a little more challenging, but way more fun. I agree. (laughs) And I love sitting in the furthest from the pilot. It's the engineer position. Okay, yes. And I love that. It's kind of an unsung hero role because you get to push the buttons that fix the ship when a pilot like myself has any issues. (laughs) But I, I think that's a great spot. You have a wonderful view of all the action and can get into it. It's a lot of fun. Now, it's not like we have to have six people when we're uh, getting on Smuggler's Run. Like, we can have a little bit less. Now, let's think about what happens if we don't have a party of six. Maybe we're a party of four. Do we know, like, what happens then? So there is a single rider line. So sometimes you'll be paired with other guests to help you accomplish your mission. Uh, But also there's an opportunity for auto engineers if, if, you know, you need a little help out from... The engineers that are not there. They're not there. I know. Oh, my gosh. Now, we talked about photo ops. So, obviously, this is one of the best ones, which is why we're here right now. Now, are there other areas where you're going to get some really great photos as you're either going through and getting ready to pilot the Millennium Falcon or when you're finished. Do you have some tips for us? Absolutely. So not only the hollow chest table, but just like Adriana said, being in the cockpit is a really big deal. And that's a great place to get a photo op, especially with your entire travel party. Oh, yes. But also, as soon as you leave, you have to take a picture in the hallway um, so you can kind of represent how well you piloted the Millennium Falcon. And that's always a really, really fun spot. But Adriana, I remember you were telling me that you also like to take photos in front of the Millennium Falcon, not just during the day. Yes. Also at night is a great time to take those photos. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. All lit up. I can just imagine. That's (laughs) such a great photo. Now, we talked a lot about the fun here in Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, but there's also more fun to be had in the other parts of Galaxy's Edge. Now, where else can we go? Hmm. <laughs> what other attraction can we have some fun at? <laughs> so if you are visiting with me, I'm going to take you on Rise of the Resistance. I make any friend that comes to Disneyland Resort ride that. It's 40 inches and above, and 
I think it's just this amazing opportunity to experience the scope and the scale. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It is just so incredible to be in that attraction and just, I feel like Star Wars just like washes over you That's there. true. Absolutely. You're a good friend for making them go on that. <laughs> and it's like a fully immersive experience going on Rise of the Resistance. It is. I think it just brings the best of Star Wars into one attraction. Oh you gosh, have yes. the characters, the action, the lightsabers. You have surprise moments and you have great cast member interactions. It is a must do for any Star Wars fan. Absolutely. Yes. The cast interactions are so great. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. You're going to have some memories with whoever you go on when you go on that attraction. It's so much fun. So now we talked about the attractions that we can enjoy. Let's talk a little bit more about the actual land. Let's talk more about Batu. Now, what are some of your favorite things to do just within the land of Batu, Michelle? There are so many surprises to be discovered while you're on planet Batu. Um, one of my favorite little details that I love to find is there is this water creature by the water fountain, um, and it's called a Dianoga, and you have to keep an eye out for it. So he kind of just like pops his head out into the water or from the water and then pops back down. Oh Gosh. It's so much fun. <laughs> but speaking of surprises that you can find, a great tip is to download the Play Disney Parks oh, app. Oh, okay. Um, you can use that app to do a lot of things in the land. You can hack droids. You can scan cargo. You can complete certain missions. And it's a great thing for uh, guests with little ones to use in the queues. Yes. Keeps them occupied. And the fun just does not stop. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that that was the thing. I'm going to have to go check that out once we're done here. <laughs> you know, yes. I also love for younglings, there's Bina's Creature Guide. You can head over to the creature stall and it's kind of like this fun scavenger hunt. You can find the different creatures oh. that are on Batu, and you can get stamps once you've found them and then return it for a token. So it's a great opportunity to explore more. And while you're doing that, you're going to catch all these amazing details that are within the land. Oh my gosh. That is a great tip. And I love the combination of the two. So you have scavenger hunt and you have the app, which is great to use in a, in a queue as well. If you're with your little ones, it gives them something to do and it activates things throughout the queue, which is really cool as well. Now, we talked about the land. Let's talk about the food in the land because oh, you're yes. off planet. You have to try some of these new varieties of culinary delights. What are some <laughs> of your favorite things to have when you're here on Batu? I am so into the Ronto wraps you can get at Ronto Roasters. I will be... <laughs> elsewhere off planet and make my way over to Black Spire Outpost just to get that for lunch sometimes. They have great options in the morning as well. Yes. And for lunch and dinner, it's a roasted sausage mm. and like roasted pork too with yes. a crunchy slaw and a delicious peppercorn sauce. I love it. They also have a plant-based option that's delicious as well. Oh, wow. Okay. I love that they have the plant-based option. That's really helpful. Um, now, I know that we have that, but we also have... I feel like a, a restaurant. Do we have like a docking bay we area? We do. Okay. Yep. I love the Ronto wraps, but my favorite meal comes from Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. So there's this meal called the Felucian Kefta Hummus and Garden Spread. Okay. It is a vegetarian meal. You oh. do not have to be a vegetarian to enjoy it. You just have to trust me on this one and get it. But on my most recent trip, I also got something called a Moof Juice. And you guys, it's like a spicy chipotle pineapple fruity drink. And it is so so good. Okay. 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite meals at Walt Disney World. Oh and I, I think it's also at Disneyland as well. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, yay. Perfect. So both Batus 
will have us feeling refreshed after our drink. (laughs) Okay, guys. So we talked about food and beverage, but we need to talk more about the idea of the beverage options here. I mean, Michelle, you gave us a great Moof Juice tip. But I feel like there's more that we could experience when it comes to enjoying our time here on Batu. Now, Oka's Cantina. We have to talk. A cantina on Batu just means we're going to have a good time, right? Always. <laughs> you can't go to Star Wars without going to a cantina. And Oga's Cantina is the place to be. It's a nice, like, cozy environment. Um, the cast members are incredible there. And you have to check out DJ Rex in the corner, yes. too. That is a must-do. Um, when I visited there with my husband, we got a couple drinks that we absolutely loved. You need to know that I am a huge coffee fan. So I got the Black Spire Brew, which is a coffee drink uh, with some fruit flavors in it. Very unusual, but very good. My husband got something called the Cliff Dweller. Okay. And it comes in a Porg mug. Oh, that's adorable. Which is (laughs) one of our favorite things that we brought home afterwards. Oh my goodness. I love that. Now I know Adriana, you have some great tips on how to make Oga's Cantina a really great experience. Can you share some of that with us? Of course. Well, it's very popular because it's amazing. And so you can make reservations 60 days in advance. Um, If you can't snag a reservation, have no fear. Walk on up. See if you can get on the mobile walk-up list. Oh. Um, And if you can't, you can always speak with a cast member outside and ask, is there any availability? You know, they'll, they'll give you some help and tips for how to get in, um, maybe a time to come back. I've had good luck in the mornings too. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So morning time is right when we hit Batu. go over and see if yeah. we can possibly snag a reservation. Yeah, check that it out. sounds a lot. It sounds like a lot of fun because once you're in there, like it's, it is fully immersive, just like everything on Batu, and you're able to just really experience it and enjoy it. And I know that both of you love going into Oga's and you have a great time in there. So we had to make sure that we mentioned that and that everybody realizes, no, there's a cool little cantina here for you to experience. (laughs) Now, if you're not really a cantina person, there are other places to go to have unique drinks. And I know that we all talked about how we feel about the blue milk, green milk. But can you guys tell us a little bit more about the milk stand here in Batu? There's a milk stand and you have the opportunity to choose between blue or green milk. Mm -hmm. And people get really strong on this debate about which one is better. They're divided on this topic. You have to try both. You have to you channel do. your inner Jedi and you have to try both. That's true. You I have know. to. Yes. But I know someone who maybe has both together. <laughs> yes. I actually, my husband was drinking. We bought both. My husband was drinking one. I was drinking another and they were about half full and we just decided, why don't we try to, you know, layer it and it tasted delicious. So I love it that way. Oh my gosh. Okay. So try them separately first, right? That's the tip. Yes. But then there is the option, the Adriana option, we'll call it <laughs> from now on, to mix them and taste them. Now I have to try that because I've had both, but now I need to try that. That sounds like so much fun. Now, you can grab your milk and you can walk around the land. But the cool part about the land is that as you're walking around, you're going to see characters. Oh, yeah. I love that. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about your experiences with the characters here on Batu? One of my favorite characters to run into are the stormtroopers. They're just (laughs) patrolling the area. They're talking to guests. Um, They're a little bit intimidating, actually. Yeah, you stand up a little straighter. Oh, yeah. Every (laughs) single time. I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. But it's really fun. It feels like you're really in a Star Wars movie with these stormtroopers walking around. 
I was taking photos with my friends right in front of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And we had two stormtroopers come and check out what we were doing. <laughs> oh, no. They hopped in the photo with us. <laughs> yes, it's such a perfect moment. I love it. And it's on the wall. I mean, it's just picture perfect. Like, yes, please come join us in our photo. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Now, it's not just stormtroopers. We're actually seeing some more of our beloved Star Wars characters. Yes, two of my favorites actually are Rey and Chewie. Yeah. So you can kind of see them walking above, a little bit higher above where the rest of the guests are, but they're still interacting with everybody down on the planet Batu. Um, but that's a really fun one to, to keep your eyes out for and take a look for Rey and Chewie. Yeah, I love seeing them walk around and seeing them just pop up everywhere. Um, but there's more. I mean, we have stormtroopers. We have... Ray, we have Chewbacca, but there's a little more of the dark side that maybe we oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really funny moment. Kylo Ren got mm. right up close. Yes. Okay. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, he intimidated my daughter. She was eating some chocolate popcorn and came. he came up close and she just kind of dropped her popcorn. Oh she was God. so frightened, but oh. no popcorn was harmed. Okay. It landed like the correct side up. <laughs> she just picked it up and kept going in step, but... He, he is intimidating, heart palpitations. Yes. <laughs> Amira. Yes, pitter patter. Are you on the dark side? I'm not on the dark side, <laughs> but I could be swayed by a certain Sith. Just, just putting that out there. I love Kylo Ren. <laughs> so I love that. And I love that the popcorn just landed perfectly. Yes, it's like yes. he willed it that way. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we talked about food. We talked about the land. Now, another great thing that I know you love, Michelle, is the marketplace. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Can you share a little bit more about what you love about the marketplace? Oh, yeah. Every time I walk through Black Spire Outpost and the shops there, I find something new every single time. I know I'm an adult, but I still <laughs> love the creature stall. I love checking out all of the animals that you can see from the Star Wars films um, here on Planet Batu, and that's really fun. But there's also the Toydarian toy maker, right. and there's just something so fun about seeing different handcrafted toys and games to bring home. Perfect. And so that's a great place to find a souvenir, but there are some other experiences where we can possibly make a souvenir. Yes. Yes. Now, I know, Adriana, you had a very special experience making an actual souvenir to take home. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? I would love to. I had a really great opportunity to visit Batu with my parents, and they told my children, hey, you can each choose a souvenir exciting thing to do. And my daughter chose to go to the Droid Depot. And it was so much fun to watch her build a droid and take it home. Oh, my gosh. You can choose between a BB series or an R series. You have a conveyor belt of the items coming towards you, and you can choose out which pieces you want and customize it with the colors you want to choose. And there's also a personality chip if you want to add that oh accessory. <laughs> yes, they can be first order or resistant, resistance or a scoundrel. I and like the scoundrel. <laughs> always, always a scoundrel. The personality chips actually make them interact differently in the land. So okay. a resistance droid might kind of beep and be a little nervous and worried if you're in the area where there's first order. Ooh, Did you know that there's also a droid depot app? Yes. Yes. And you can download the app and use your phone to make your uh, droid dance and do different <laughs> movements. So it's fun. really, really fun and interactive. So that's something we can do when we're back home, when we're back on earth yes. <laughs> and we go back to our homes. We can use the app to make our droid dance. That's so much fun. Oh my gosh. Now we can't stop there. There's also another option of yes. something where you can make 
something really cool to take home and maybe do it with family members or friends that you're coming to Batu with. What's another option for a well, souvenir? My son did not choose the Droid Depot. Okay. He chose Savi's workshop. Wow. And he got to go with his papa and build a lightsaber there. So in this experience, you're ushered in by the gatherers and they bring you in and explain a little more about the experience. You get to choose and customize your lightsaber. There are four different hilt designs. Oh my gosh. And from there, you get to choose, you know, certain switches and buttons that go on and your kyber crystal, which oh, kyber brings crystal. it to life and the, the light that will come along with it. Something we discovered later was that the kyber crystals uh, also make different sounds. Like a green what? lightsaber is going to sound differently right. than a violet lightsaber. Yes. It was really a fun detail to find out later. That's amazing. That's so cool, right? I loved it. And I, my son was the builder and I was the guest and my, my dad was there as well. And there's just this moment when turn on the lightsabers, you feel really connected to the force, kind of this goosebump moment yeah. for, for Star Wars fans. And the thing I loved about that was not only did they have this amazing customizable, you know, collectible item, but the memory that came along with it is just, you know, something that lasts forever. And I absolutely love that. And right after we finished building our lightsaber, we had to go get some more memories in picture form. Yes. We went and took <laughs> some photos right in front of the Millennium Falcon. And I just treasure those. I love them so much. I actually made a picture for my dad that says best poppet oh. in the galaxy with oh my, my son gosh. and my dad for Father's Day. And it just... I just love those memories. It was a great time. Oh, I love that so much. That's on the top of my to-do list the next time I visit. You need to do it. And then after you build your uh, lightsaber, you can, or your droid, you can take it to the Droid Depot and they'll do a package hold for you if you want to go get on Rise of the Resistance Perfect. or, you know, some other attractions throughout the lands and park. Uh, that way you don't have to hold it all day. Yeah. So you just have your receipt and you show it to them. They'll They'll take care of it and then you come back and get it. That's Don't so cool. <laughs> That's so great. Now, when I visit uh, Galaxy's Edge, I'm usually on a smuggler's budget. So <laughs> there are two souvenirs that I have found that I have also loved. So the first one is, and it's going to sound silly, but it's a Coca-Cola bottle. And it's round, and it looks like a thermal detonator. Yes. And that is the coolest thing that I got and brought home. My friends and family just keep asking where I got it from. Um, and the second one is also from Droid Depot, but it's not a droid. It is um, a gift card. Okay. That looks like a coin. And it's called a Batuan Spira Credit Medallion. Oh, wow. And the cool thing is you can load this up because it's a gift card. And you can use it on souvenirs. You can use it at Droid Depot or at Savvy's Workshop. But after you spend it, you get this really neat collectible coin to take home as a souvenir itself. That is so amazing. I love that tip. That's a great one. And we always... Disney Parks does a really good job of those gift cards and making them look yes. extra special. So being able to get one on Batu that looks even more extra special is so cool. Now, let's think about those who may just be casual Star Wars sure. fans, or maybe they're just not really a Star Wars fan, but they do want to experience Batu. Do you have any tips for them on how they can make this extra special? I don't think that you really have to be a huge Star Wars fan to enjoy Galaxy's Edge or Batu. The reason why we go to Walt Disney World is because we love a good story. Right. We love to be immersed in an environment and in an experience. And I think that you don't miss out on that by being here at Galaxy's Edge, even if you're just a casual Star Wars yeah. fan. I think that the land is so beautiful. You have to walk through it. And my tip is at day and at night, 
I don't yes, care if you're not a cat, if you're not a big Star Wars fan. It's so lovely. Come see it in the daytime. Walk through. Maybe get a blue milk, a green milk. Oh, you have, have a good to. time with yes, that always. And you know, just take it in, view it all. Come back at nighttime. It's it's a different feel. It is. And I love that you said that. And one of like, you can just think about it. Think about the difference between 7.30 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. And being able to like experience the land and seeing that difference in the time and taking the same photo. Like that's one of the coolest things. I feel like that's a souvenir too. Taking the exact same photo in the daytime and then in the nighttime just to kind of have that as part of your experience. Now, the land is so immersive and the details are out of this world. And I got a chance to catch up with Imagineer Scott Trowbridge to ask him exactly what it takes to make this place otherworldly. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. This is one of my favorite places to be. I mean, you know, the ship doesn't look like much, but she she is the fastest ship in the galaxy. She is. She is. I feel like she's done some great missions. She has definitely <laughs> lived some <laughs> lives. Chewie keeps it in good working shape. Okay. I mean, we got to love that, Chewie. Yeah. He's such a great guy. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> have to. You don't want to make the Wookiee mad. All right. So are you ready for a Q&A? I am super ready. All right. Perfect. All right. I'm going to start off with... Asking a little bit more about you. I would love to know more about you and what you do at Walt Disney Imagineering. So my job is to help people bring amazing experiences to life. Okay. Uh, a lot of Star Wars experiences, other experiences as well. But, you know, the way we kind of bring these stories and characters to life around the world in our theme parks and our cruise lines and our resorts and all the cool Disney things that we do. My job is to help teams make great experiences for people. Oh, I love that. Now, for people I know, like you. I know. I Listen, I'm such a huge fan. So just sitting with you today and being able to ask you a million questions, it's just my dream come true. But I want to know more about your team too. Now, you mentioned the team. Now, when it came to creating the idea for Batu and mm-hmm. actually creating a brand new planet and not going with maybe a known planet in the Star Wars galaxy. Was that something that um, took a lot of time to decide? How did that come about that you guys just decided, you know what, let's just make a new planet? Yeah. I mean, the, it it didn't start off with a, should we do an existing place or a new place? Right. What it really started off with for us is, what do we want to invite our guests to be in this land? Like, how do we want to invite them to participate in right. this? Do we want them to participate in a way that is like, I remember things that happened in Star Wars? Or do we want them to invite them in to, to be a part of a new Star Wars story, their Star Wars story? Oh my and so based on that decision, we thought, well, if we go build a place that everybody knows, someplace like Tatooine, right? I mean, we, we know Tatooine. We know Luke's lives there. There's not much else there. It is a vast, <laughs> empty desert, you know, kind of wasteland, which is actually really appropriate for that story, right? That's kind of represents Luke at that time, right? right. It's flat and empty and he it leaves him wanting more and he wants to kind of leave that planet right. to go to where adventure is. Well, that doesn't sound like a great vacation spot. <laughs> So, so we actually envisioned a place that felt alive and vibrant, uh, bustling with activity, and a place where you can discover your Star Wars story. And so that's what led us to creating the planet Batu. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And we love that we're getting a brand new planet to explore as fans and maybe people who aren't fans but just are experiencing Disneyland and Walt Disney World and being off-planet. So that's pretty cool. I love that. Now, are there any hidden details that maybe we should have a a lookout for as we're experiencing Batu. 
Well, you know, attention to detail is one of the things that we always pay attention to at Imagineering. And our stories are filled with so much detail and specificity that I, there's always something to discover. I mean, anywhere you look, even here, I can see the what looks like a, a porg nest kind of hidden in this corner here, which tells me that Chewie hasn't been doing that good a job of watching this ship. Because if we have a porg infestation, that means there's going to be porg nests. Oh, I see oh my one. gosh. They're going to be all over the place. <laughs> So I think of those those are those kinds of things that are like little little um little moments that you can discover you might not see them on your first visit but you might pick up on your second visit okay. but it leads to a deeper sense of what the story is right they're not just details for details sake but there's actually story reasons behind them Gotcha so everything is done on purpose just for us to discover and explore every time we come in That is certainly what we try to do we try to kind of like build in this depth of detail and this depth of storytelling so that there's always stuff to discover and it's really important cuz that add, adds a sense of, I think, authenticity and reality yes. to something. And so the more kind of real it can feel, the more our connection to it can feel real. Right. And some of those things you might not notice just specifically right. kind of point out, but I think we feel those details, right? Yeah. We feel a sense of reality when we kind of, when we sweat those details. So we work really hard to try to make that true. Yeah. And you guys do a great job even just walking into Batu. You feel like you're looking at different details and things that you may not have realized you're noticing. So, okay. So there's hidden details everywhere. Yeah. I will take that answer. <laughs> well, even, and it's not just what you see, right? It's everything, the way that you walk, the way the texture feels beneath your feet, the way things smell. One of the things I love most about being in Black Spire Outpost is the sounds of the ships zipping by overhead, right? And and I, that's, you know, and people kind of looking up to see those ships. I look up to see those ships. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, all of that stuff just helps bring that whole thing to life. At oh least that's that's the intent behind it. Yes. And it, you guys definitely hit it out, out of the ballpark with that. I love that every time we walk into Batu. Now, a great question to talk about Batu as well as the Galactic Star Cruiser, mm. were they created around the same time? Were they simultaneous projects? And that's how you guys actually put them together and did the projects at the same time? Absolutely. Oh, okay. we, we designed and developed the, the two experiences, especially their storylines, all at the same time. So the So we knew that from the very beginning how their stories would intersect and how they would kind of lead into each other and build on each other. We even did some of the things that we did in the behind the scenes production of both Galaxy's Edge and Galactic Star Cruiser, like some of the media we captured. We actually captured them both at the same time when we were on set. Um, so they would look consistent and, you know, same actors and same voices and oh all of that uh, to kind of really kind of make sure that they, they, they blended super well. Oh my goodness. Now I feel like that's that's a big thing that that were they were simultaneous projects. So. We were thinking about that way back in the beginning. Oh, yeah. You imagineers are so smart. <laughs> okay, now the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, everybody has questions about that. But it's a first of its of its kind experience. So when you guys were putting that together, when your team was putting that together, um, how did you create that concept? Like, how did you start with the idea and kind of building on that when you guys sat down and actually had that meeting for yeah. it? Well, uh, it wasn't that meeting. It was about those 500 meetings. <laughs> but it all started with, uh, you know, like a lot of things do, it started with us, uh, you know, a small group of us going, 
you know what would be cool? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I know. And then um, we, we're always looking for ways to allow our guests to get deeper into the stories they care about and to get closer to the characters they care about and to feel like they have more of a participatory role than just being a spectator in these worlds. Yes. And so this is a, you know, kind of a, a, a next generation, an evolution of, of, of that level of engagement and immersiveness that, frankly, we've been on that journey for 60, 70 years now. Right. Um, you know, kind of just more and more. How do we go deeper into these stories? How do we make the connections stronger? And just, just this has been the next kind of evolution in that. But you're, you're absolutely right. It's the first of its kind. There's nothing else that kind of combines this level of immersion and, and, and attention to detail in the storytelling, our amazing guest service, and those fan favorite characters and stories all put together. It is the first of its kind. It is. And it's so amazing. And the fact that we get to experience Batu, and then we get to experience that as well and just create so many memories, so many Star Wars themed memories. It's just so amazing. Now, I just have one last question. Yeah. It might be the most difficult one. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm okay. leaning forward. What is your favorite part of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience? That's easy. Mm-hmm. That's actually easy. It is watching our guests. Our guests come with so much heart and so much uh, willingness and eagerness to play. And that's what I love watching. I love watching families play together. I think one of the things that we do in our Disney Parks experiences is we make it safe and okay to play and be a little silly. Yes. yes. <laughs> dress up a little, wear a funny hat, whatever. Um, and so watching families play together, moms, dads, kids, you know, a- a- anybody, grandparents, everybody kind of playing together or just groups of friends playing together and just having the time of their life. I see, I see how they play together, how it works for them. And I, and, and it, that to me is the most amazing part is watching the guests have these experiences because on something like the Galactic Star Cruiser experience, you really are part of the, the show. You yes. really are a part of the story. And so, you know, that invitation to engage, if you want to, you don't have to, right? But there's an invitation to engage. And when people say, yes, I'm in, and they kind of roll up their sleeves and like, let's do, <laughs> let's, let's play Star Wars. Yes. That's the best. Oh my gosh. And I can just imagine you just watching everything that you've worked on, all the things that your team has dreamed up and seeing guests experience that. It's just such a dream come true. But Hearing a Walt Disney Imagineer saying, it's okay to play, that's all we needed. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. This was so much fun. And we're so glad that you had time to stop here and chat with us. Well, I, it is my pleasure. Anytime, I'm happy to do it. And I thought you were going to fly the ship and fly us out of here. Aren't you going to drop me back off at Imagineering? I mean, let me find Chewy. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Welcome back, panelists. Now, Michelle, Adriana and I have been anxiously waiting (laughs) for you to give us the full details on your Halcyon Star Cruiser experience. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think now is the time. I think we're ready. Right, Adriana? Okay. I am so ready. Okay. Now, let's just start from the beginning. Tell us everything. Start at the arrival. I'm going to tell you everything well, almost everything. Okay, good, good, good. This is going to be a spoiler-free experience because I want you guys to be able to experience it with fresh eyes. How often do we get to experience something for the first time not knowing 
everything that's going to happen. Exactly. So when you arrive at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, you'll be greeted by cast members. And the cast members make the experience so easy. So they welcome you, they check you in, and they give you your data band. Okay. This will allow you access to your cabin but it also helps you with some secret missions on board. So you want to make sure that that stays close to you. After you check in, you jump into a launch pod. Okay. And in my opinion, this is when the adventure really begins. So you jump in, there's Star Wars music playing, you look out the viewport, and you can see yourself leaving Earth and heading up into the stars. I would be freaking I know. The doors (laughs) open into this huge, grand atrium. They have a red carpet that you walk down. It's lined with crew members. They're crew members on the Star Cruiser because you are on a cruise. Right. Um, And they welcome you aboard and that is your first big grand entrance oh my gosh okay so arrival got it yes now what happens next okay so what we did was we just explored the ship so you walk into this atrium and it is huge it is absolutely breathtaking so picture just white walls lit up with glowing orange and purple and pink colors there's a bridge area and that's the control center that controls the entire ship okay but it has a massive viewport into space And the cool thing is, as you travel on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, you actually see yourself traveling through space. You are passing planets. There are other ships in the distance. And it's a really well-themed, immersive experience. Oh, my goodness. I'm just, I'm getting chills. Oh, it's incredible. (laughs) They also have uh, a cantina. So similar to Oga's, it is called the Sublight Lounge. Completely different menu and really high-end and upscale. But inside the Sublight Lounge, there is a table similar to where we're sitting right now with the hollow chest table. Okay. There is a hollow Sabak table. <gasps> so fun. So Sabak is a card game, and you can actually purchase this card game in Galaxy's Edge, but this is a holographic version at this table. And there are crew members ready and waiting to show you how to play. There's even tournaments, so you can't oh. miss it. Um, and then another really cool room that I love is called the climate simulator. Okay. And this remarkably looks like the outdoors. I don't know how they do it. So if you need a breath of fresh air, you can walk into the climate simulator. It feels very much like being on the planet Batu on Earth. Um, and there's greenery and plant life and river rocks. And that's a great break if you just need a moment to reset. Oh my goodness. I love that. But the coolest part of the ship is that there are hidden rooms, secret rooms that you do not have access to upon arrival. You unlock these spaces as you continue to complete missions on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. So it's really, really important that we have our data your data band. Data band. Yes. Okay. And also your data pad. Okay. So that is your cell phone. So those two pieces are going to really transform your entire experience and help you to tap into everything that it has to offer. Oh my gosh. This sounds like so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you mentioned the lounge, but there is, you told me that there's like a performer or I remember you mentioned this to me. Oh, yes. There is a performer. Her name is Gaia. Okay. And she is incredible. (laughs) She sings at your dinner experience. And I'm telling you, her songs are so catchy. We were singing them the entire rest of our trip. (laughs) But she is also sharing some really important information in her song. So you're going to want to make sure that you're paying close attention to what she's saying because there might be some really important communications 
in her performances. Okay. All right. Now, what do we, how do we keep track of that? Like, do we, do they have a notepad or is there anything special that we need in order to translate what she's saying? Well, some things she's going to say outright, but I'm so glad you brought that up because your data pad can do a lot of different things. Okay. It will give you your schedule of events. It will give you your communications, but it can also translate galactic writing, both written and spoken. Oh. So you can have that data pad open as Gaia is performing and just see if you pick up on any important messages. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. Now, it's really important. I know you mentioned to me it's important that we keep track of who we say yes to. I know oh, you don't yeah. want to give us too much information because you don't want to spoil it, but there's, that's an important part of our journey aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser, right? It absolutely is. Something that I learned while I was on the ship was every character on the ship is an invitation for your story to go deeper. Oh. So you'll be interacting not only with crew members, but also with a brand new Star Wars cast of characters. And you will receive communications on your data pad from these different characters. And you can choose who to say yes to, who you want to ignore. <laughs> Do you want to help the light side of the force? Do you want to tap into your dark side? There is no judgment at all right. on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. If you want to, you know, I know how much you love Kylo Ren. So if you wanted to tap into that dark side, you're more than welcome to. But you also don't have to wait for the story to come to you. Oh. You are the main character in your own Star Wars story. So you can come up to the different characters, introduce yourself, even just asking, how can I help? Can unlock a whole new world of possibilities. And this actually happened to me on night one. You have a welcome reception. Um, and we saw our cruise director, Lenka Mock. We saw our ship captain, Captain Keevan. And I saw the captain afterwards walking around. And I was like, oh, this will be a great person to take a picture with. So I asked her, can I take a picture with you? And she was so kind and said, yes, but then afterwards, she kind of leaned into me and said, can you meet me at this secret time, at this secret location? And I won't give anything away, but things like that happen all the time. You can just go after your own personal story and just see where it takes you. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. <laughs> I love okay. that. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can tell. Now, we have to talk about you're able to visit Batu as well. That's part of the experience. Yes. And it's a huge part of the experience. You might think that you have visited Batu before, <laughs> but this is seeing it in a brand new way. One of the coolest things that they do when you go onto the planet Batu is that they give you this Halcyon Star Cruiser pin. Okay. And it identifies you as a passenger on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. So when you're on the planet, cast members know, okay, this is a passenger, this is part of the storyline, and they will play into it with you. And that's one of the best things. You just feel so special and you experience it in a completely different way. One thing that I loved is that included with your excursion to Batu, you get um, built-in experiences to go on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. Oh, wow. And what you do on Smuggler's Run actually affects your storyline as you come back onto the ship. Now, I already told you how great of a pilot I am. <laughs> so you can imagine how that affected me when I came back on the ship. But that's the best thing. Everything that happens on planet still affects you and it carries back with you once you're back on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. You're going to use your data pad to, again, continue to receive communications and transmissions. You have a job to do. Yeah. You have missions to complete. Um, there are different 
items to unlock and hack and uh, information to find to bring back. So you are busy, but in the most fun way possible. <laughs> oh my gosh. This just sounds like an amazing experience. And I know you've like told us over and over again how awesome it was for you, but you did such a good job of not spoiling anything I for tried. us. We You're a good that. friend. We She's appreciate a good friend. That. Yeah. I do want to know more about the food. I know. Oh, yes. We have to talk about the food. That's one of the things that I know you were very, very excited about. Oh, and yeah. then there were so some unusual things that you said that you experienced when you enjoyed the food on Star Cruiser. Absolutely. So again, this is where it feels so much like a cruise experience. So your breakfast and lunch options are buffet style. So I can tell you that we have tried without exaggeration everything. Um, and everything's great too. I was really blown away by the quality of food and there were so many familiar flavors, but they were presented in completely unique and different ways. Oh. So one of our favorites was, it was a little green pod, maybe like the size and shape of a kiwi. We had no idea what it was, but we we're like, of course we're going to try this. And it actually made us laugh when we cut open uh, this little pod because uh, peanut butter and jelly spilled out. And we we're like, this is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh my gosh. And we had no idea, but it was so much fun. Um, our favorite thing, it was so simple, but it was so good. It was like a melted cheese takeaway with a soup dipper. And it tastes very much like a grilled cheese and tomato soup. Um, but the best grilled cheese and tomato soup you have ever had. Um, but the dinner experiences were served um, in several courses. Okay. Just like a cruise, you were seated at the same table for both nights. You had the same crew member for both nights. They learned your drink preferences. It was there waiting for you when you arrived on the second night. Um, and there were a lot of really unique food experiences here. You might have seen that there's some blue shrimp. I was going to ask you about the blue shrimp. Listen, <laughs> I was skeptical. It was so good. I would go back just for the blue shrimp alone. Um, but there was braised bantha, which reminded me of steak. Um, it was very good. And these uh, little bao bun pods, they had steak, chicken, and vegetables. There were so many different things to try, and it was all amazing. And it was the way that it was presented was such an incredible experience. Sometimes they would bring out food, and they would have you um, – they would put – smells in the air from like, this is where this planet oh. um, has provided this food or different like musical experiences. So it really felt almost like a dinner show um, for those dining experiences at night. Oh my gosh. There's just so much to enjoy and experience. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Now, speaking of everywhere, we didn't talk about the cabin. So, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit. Not too much, but just yeah, enough. Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> the cabin is light. It's bright and airy. I'm going to be honest, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in my cabin because I just wanted to soak up every experience so offered smart. to me. Um, but the cabin was beautiful. And I was really blown away by how smart and well-designed it was. So if you needed more storage, there are different shelves and little seating arrangements that you can pull out if you need more storage. Oh, wow. But if you need more space, everything just kind of pushes back into the walls if you just need a little bit more space. Um, I'm sure you've seen pictures of the bunk beds. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience, this is not just for kids. They're actually a lot bigger than you think they're going to be. Oh, and wow. they're a lot of fun to sit in. So you have to test it out. It really feels like you're on a starship. Oh my goodness. I love that. So Michelle, can you tell us about some of the onboard activities that we can look forward to? Absolutely. There are so many onboard activities and some of them are scheduled for you. 
One of those is called bridge training. Okay. So I already talked about where the bridge is. It's in the front of the ship with that giant viewport. This is actually one of my favorite spaces on the entire Halcyon Star Cruiser. But for training, there are different sections with control panels. So you might be pulling in cargo or firing lasers. And the best thing is that you get to rotate through all of these positions. Okay. You get a chance to experience everything. And it's important because you might need to know how to help steer the ship during parts of your mission. So this is going to be a great opportunity for you to learn how to um, control all of these panels, maybe for a secret mission later on. Mm. But one of the coolest things during bridge training is that you have a moment where you jump into hyperspace. Okay. Now, something that I noticed. So I remember during our bridge training, we were jumping into hyperspace. But later on, when we were in our stateroom cabin, we saw out our window a jump into hyperspace. And we noticed that anything that was happening on the ship was happening throughout the entire ship. Oh, my gosh. So if anyone was jumping into hyperspace in the bridge, you would see it outside of every single viewport. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so cool, Adriana. I love that. <laughs> I have so to fun. go see it. I know. But that's not the only training. I feel like the giant drum roll for every Star Wars fan is that you get to have lightsaber Yay! training. And there is nothing <laughs> like holding that lightsaber in your hand for the first time. You power it up and it's vibrating in your hands. You get to use it to deflect different lasers, but then you also kind of transition into being able to sense the force and not seeing those lasers, but just kind of using the force to know where to move and deflect. As you rotate through, there are also positions for you to hold up these giant shields so you can help deflect lasers that maybe the lightsabers had missed. So no matter what role you're in, everything is really fun. But I was really surprised at how emotional it was. This was a really personal, memorable experience. And I think it's something that if you're a Star Wars fan, you dream about this. And being able to step into a moment where your dreams are actually coming true was just really special. And it touched me in ways that I didn't even think was possible. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like even the trainings are creating those memories that you'll have for a really long time. Absolutely. And then, you know, the the final ending, there's this finale moment moment on the ship that is so satisfying. You can't miss it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Thank you for thinking of us and not ruining it. But yes. Okay. So the finale moment. Oh my gosh, Michelle, this sounds like such a dream. It was. It was a dream come true. And I'm just so fortunate that I got to go on this voyage. I know there's a lot. You shared so much already, but I would love to know, what was your favorite part of your experience? That's such a good question. Um, I think my favorite parts truly were the experiences and interactions with the crew members and the characters. Um, I have two favorite stories, actually. So when you come into the atrium, there is a droid that looks very similar to R2-D2, and the droid's name is SK-620. And something that I saw other guests do, they took their data band and they would scan this droid and the droid would make happy little beeps and boops and like shake around (laughs) a little bit. And I'm like, this is really cool. So I see like another guest do it and another guest do it. So I walk up to this droid and I scan my data band and SK620 is just like making happy little sounds. And then my husband tries to do it. So my husband takes his data band and he tries to get near this droid and the droid just backs up a little bit. 
Oh, and no. he's like, okay, that's a little strange. So he tries it again. And he he takes his data band and tries to scan it one more time. And it backs all the way up. And it makes that R2-D2 scream oh, no. and turns away. And I don't know why, but it hated my husband. And it was the funniest, most unexpected thing I have ever seen. I'm so glad I got it on camera, but that was one of my favorites. But the other thing, talking about just interactions with the different characters, one thing I noticed is that with you and your travel party, you can decide to follow the same type of storyline, the same type of experiences, or you can take different paths. Oh my god! And that's something that happened with my husband and myself. So we started on the same path. I will say that I stuck pretty closely to the light side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to my husband halfway <laughs> through, but he got drawn to the dark side of the force. And there was a moment where on our data pads, we saw different communications and we had to decide, are we doing something together or are we going our separate ways? Wow. And just to take the most out of the experience, we decided to go our separate ways. And the best thing was he went his way. I went mine. We both went to certain hidden rooms my room had a perfectly placed air vent where I could hear everything happening in the other room. And I got to hear every single one of my husband's nefarious plans with some of the characters. And he had no idea until we met up for dinner that night and shared stories. And we thought it was just the funniest thing ever. And that's one of the best things is that you really can stick together as a whole crew. And we had so many moments together, but also it's really fun to have your own unique experiences. This is your time to be your own Star Wars character. You can create that persona for yourself. And we loved getting together over dinner and swapping stories and sharing what happened. And that was just one of the highlights of the entire voyage. Oh my gosh. I know you two probably will have stories for forever. Forever. (laughs) (laughs) To just talk with each other about. That is so special. Oh my goodness. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing all of that. It's a pleasure. This went really fast. This went faster than the famous Kessel run. (laughs) I feel like our time together, but we're not done yet. We have one more thing to do. I think it's time for a lightning round. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. We should have called it the hyper, hyperspeed round, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do that. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. No, you're going to give me the answer that first pops into your head. Okay. Don't overthink it. Okay. Just give me your answer. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Let's go. Now, dark side or light side? Light. Light side. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Blue milk or green milk? Blue. Both. I know. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> the Ariana way. <laughs> All right. Your favorite position on board Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run? Engineer. Oh. I'm also engineer. Okay. All right. I'll take Gunner. I'll, I'll say something different. <laughs> <laughs> now, your top snack on Batu. Ooh. A Ronto wrap. Okay. Chocolate popcorn. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. All right. Your favorite droid? R2-D2. Oh. BB-8. <gasps> That's a good one. What color kyber crystal would you choose at Savi's workshop? Green. That's a good one. This is hard. I'm going to say violet. Okay. But you can buy other colors and interchange them. So you can, yeah, experience more than just one color. Oh, that's a good tip. Okay. All right. I love that. Now, last but not least, which Star Wars character would you choose as your co-pilot? Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go with Chewie. Um, I'm going to say Rey because she can Mm -hmm. pilot 
and I can push buttons and and we'll both live. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. All great answers. I'll take those. You ladies are amazing. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for tuning in today for our very first special episode of the Plan Disney podcast. Like what you hear? Leave us a review. Now we'll be back with our regularly scheduled episode where... We're going to pay a visit to Master Gracie at the Haunted Mansion, and we're going to talk all things Halloween. If you missed out on the Halfway to Halloween celebration, be sure to check out DisneyParksBlog.com slash Halloween for more about all of that fun. Now, if you want to keep up with the Plan Disney panelists, be sure to follow them over on Instagram at Plan Disney Panel. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>